Okay. Well, um, hello everyone out there and thanks for joining us for another podcast of The Library is Open. Today we have a special guest with us, David Lee King, who is the Digital Services Director at Topeka Shawnee County Public Library, um, where he experiments and uh, implements different emerging technologies. So, David, welcome. Yeah, thanks. Glad to be here. Like you said, digital services director at a public library. Um, most of my library career has been in public libraries. I started off academic okay. um, for about five years and then made the switch just because I needed a, needed a job change and worked at Kansas City Public Library for about seven years okay. as their assistant IT director and then moved to Topeka from there. So I've been here since 2006. Um, in my job, let's see, I am, I wear a lot of hats. So in charge of our IT department, we call it our digital services department. Okay. Um, so traditional IT stuff plus, plus the website and social media and that kind of stuff. Um, emerging trends, I help with our makerspace and a lot of that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. um, people like what my library does and they like how I share it. So I get to talk at conferences sometimes. I have a blog at davidleeking.com. Yeah. You can find me at David Lee King about any social media thing there is. So I like to like to experiment, keep things fresh. Uh, when I was at um, my library before coming here to Bywater Solutions, I followed your blog website for years. And my, <laughs> one of my questions for you is, you have hundreds of articles on there now in a variety yeah. of topics. Um, how long have you been working on that? And you know, what's your process for like, adding new topics? Like, Where do you look for your emerging trends oh, sure. when you're creating mm -hmm. content? Okay, well, let's see. I started to maybe 2003 okay. or so. Um, and I mainly just started because I was starting to want to share ideas I had mm -hmm. and, and helpful things I was doing with other people. And at the time, listservs weren't cutting it for me. Yeah. Um, there seemed to be a lot of noise on those that didn't seem to be helpful for me anyway. Mm -hmm. And blogs started showing up about that time. And so I thought, oh, well, I'll try one of those out. And if I get 30 people who read me, that'd be pretty awesome. And it just sort of grew from there. Um, it was the right time to start that because that's sort of right when social media started exploding and having yeah. a blog started exploding. And I was just sharing what I was doing and people liked it. Um, and so that's just sort of kept on pretty steady. I've slowed down on my blog a bit the last, last year or so. Mm -hmm. um, but my process hasn't really changed. I read a ton of... Um, other people's blogs and tech sites, that kind yeah. of stuff. I use Feedly for yeah. that. Mm -hmm. um, probably follow about 500 some things and glance through those every day or so and see if there's something that interests me and if I can put a public library spin on it. That tends to be what I write about these days or if yeah. there's some new social media thing, like I think fairly recently I wrote about short form video, like the TikTok or Snapchat and that kind of stuff. Yeah. Just sharing, this is out there, go play with it. Even if you don't use it, go play with it. Um, and that, that tends to be what I do, just trying to help people 
stay current with emerging trends and uh -huh. showing them sometimes how, how to actually use the tool. Awesome. Especially as an organization. Yeah. Um, we just, we just did a webinar like an hour and a half ago about how libraries can create short content videos for their library. Like, oh, <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah. Like directing, them. Um, you know, there you go. Sh showing off Hoopla or Overdrive or, you know, how to use the ILS, uh -huh. whatever, whatever it may be, mm -hmm. just like short, short, short videos. Cause that's where we see yeah. people or most viewers are ingesting content is like that three to five minute, yeah. you know, Right, right. One of the things we did right before we closed our building, because our building's closed right now, like okay. most libraries are, we, sh we shot about 40 short videos of our youth services staff doing story times. And one guy does a, a musical story time with guitar. And now we're sharing those out. Brilliant. So that's been fun. Yeah. yeah. Do y'all have like a green screen and like a a video content area where you can create stuff for your patrons and I guess I should ask for staff too. Yeah, um, not really. We, we really don't. We did for a while, but we weren't really using it. Okay. So for, for these videos, oddly enough, we have um, the bottom half of a dinosaur. <laughs> sort, of, sort of that that hard form kind of stands as tall as the room yeah. dinosaur from his like stomach down to his legs and we filmed under that. So you see these dinosaur legs. Cool. <laughs> yeah, it, it worked pretty well. Yeah. Well, I have a question for you. So you shot all these videos okay. and you're sending them out on, you know, yeah. various um, platforms. What advice would you give for libraries out there that are listening during this pandemic, like for marketing their online services and like still to stay mm -hmm. active with the, with the library? Yeah. Oh, man. So that's be before we started this recording, I was saying I was busy. That's exactly what I'm doing right now. Awesome. Um, because the digital branch hasn't closed. Yeah. And that's a big part of my job yeah. and a lot of our jobs these days. So, yeah. so we're still pretty busy. Um, we're pushing a lot of stuff right now. So mm -hmm. all of our, well, all of our online content, ebooks, magazines, yeah with all the stuff that they have yeah. pushing all of those kind of things sort of individually and together um our, we've got a lot of learning tools like mm -hmm. lynda.com or treehouse for coding that kind of pushing that kind of stuff yeah. um, some of our public services librarians have been doing live book recommendations on facebook and twitter Ooh, that, that have been really popular um, i think they're doing them friday nights right now if i remember uh -huh. right so check it out on our on our yeah. facebook page if you want yeah they're pretty cool um we're stepping up interacting on facebook and twitter and instagram quite a bit right mm -hmm. now so we've got a couple of staff assigned every day yeah. to those places um still like i said still pushing out those shot and we're having some staff shoot more videos now just at their homes. Yeah. We actually had some of our, I think some of our youth services staff did a more parent and teacher oriented video just using Zoom a few days ago and shared that out. So it's like seven heads yeah. <laughs> talking, but it's, it's content, right? That's right. Also blog posts, that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. 
um, updating our website. Uh, so that's quite a bit of stuff. You guys and then plus just the traditional stuff of my IT department still having to do updates and all that. So yeah, that, we're, we're pretty busy. Are y'all like meeting with zoom or some other, you know, fashion to kind of mm -hmm. like keep up and see what everybody else is doing so you can collaborate. We are. So we are as a library, we're using zoom. We just bought that right before we shut. Okay. Shut down. Um, so we are, our, our, let's see, smaller groups are using that. We've had a one so far, all library, all staff meeting, mm -hmm. um, where we had probably about 160 staff show up for that. So wow. that, that was fun. Um, our board has used it a couple of times. We just had our board meeting last night. And since we're public, we're supposed to invite people and, you know, that kind of thing. We just shared the Zoom address out on, a, on the agenda. Um, mm -hmm. And that worked well. They voted for stuff. So, <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. So we're using that. We're also, right before... All of this stuff, we are, we've been in the midst of slowly upgrading to Office 365, uh -huh. and we've had to speed that up a lot, so file storage stuff, but part of that package is Microsoft Teams, and it's got a video meeting component as well, so a few of us are experimenting with that, too. That's awesome. So that's what we're doing. We, we've been, we, as a company, we use Zoom all the time to like teach okay. webinars or you know like have meetings with with our libraries so we, we've been mm -hmm. using zoom for quite some time um but it's interesting to see how things are evolving um with zoom now because so many more people are are using it yeah yeah and and we're looking i mean personally we're looking for other like other um content providers that we can use. So um, Google has something that we're, I've used Google Hangouts before, you yeah. know, to, to meet yeah. remotely, but um, one of our colleagues said there's like now something called Meetup or Meet with Google, where you can, Uh huh. have you ever played with that one before? Or used it? I haven't, I just read about it yeah. maybe yesterday. I, th I think it comes with their, right now it's in their ed Google for Education package. Yeah. And, and I think they're opening it up a little more, obviously, to compete with Zoom. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. All the press. Yep, yep. Yeah. Yeah, cool. Um, you have mentioned some, you know, great interactions. Like, I love that Friday night giving the book recommendations. Yeah. I mean, that is just awesome. That is, that's such and a great idea. A busy place, too. They're, they're having a lot of interaction there. Have you noticed like, or have your staff noticed like a spike of um, more social media activity since this has happened? Probably. Uh, yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Definitely. I mean, we, we have always been pretty active, especially on Facebook. Yeah. But um, all of our social media platforms have just with the analytics, they've showed like 500% more engagement and activity just looking at the stats. Yeah. So yes, definitely. Yeah. Because I think all of our customers are also at home. <laughs> right. Right. Like, exactly. Yeah, what do I do? 
Oh. I could work at my dining room table or I could look at Facebook, you know, that kind of thing. Yeah. You know what's wild? I, don't, I have an iPhone, so um, every Sunday it gives me an update that tells me how often I've been on my phone for the previous oh. week, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And I just said to my husband the other day, I'm like, my phone time is down <laughs> since, the, since this pandemic has started. Like I had a... a I forget what it was. They told me like a 20% decrease <clears throat> on phone activity. Oh, wow. I know. Interesting. I thought it was interesting too, because I am the social person here. Like, I mean, I do, I do all of our social media stuff and, um, okay. but just personally, my time has been down and I, I just find it inter interesting. I said the other day, I'm like, I feel like I'm living my best life since 1996. I couldn't drive yet. <laughs> you know, I was at home sewing all yeah. my own clothes, like playing in the backyard, <laughs> you know, and, and that's kind of where well, we're at right now. <laughs> pretty much. Yeah. Pretty much. That's awesome. Um, I'm sure you get asked this question quite a bit, but um, what emerging technologies do you think libraries should really pay attention to right now? Hmm. Um, that's a good question. I think before the pandemic, mm -hmm. I would have answered things like um, artificial intelligence and mm -hmm. makerspace stuff. Yeah. Just things that you could be more actively involved with. In, in the library, especially on the makerspace and the digital media lab side, because customers tend to want to create stuff. Yeah. Um, in, in the Kansas City area, there's a couple of new branch libraries that have opened, and they have really nice makerspaces in them. And one in particular I've been in a couple of times. They're always busy. Yeah. Not just kids, right? It's grown-ups making stuff. Yeah. Learning. So I think that kind of thing is exciting and, and still exciting, but now I would add to that just making your staff flexible. Mm -hmm. You know, God forbid this happens again, right? Yeah. I'm reading some articles that say it might be waves or even not with not that. I mean, you used to live in, maybe you still do live in Florida, but um, there's hurricanes, there's tornadoes, there's snow days that force you to say, oh, I'm gonna have to be stuck at home for a few days or a week or, uh -huh. or something. Um, and I'm finding out that some of our staff don't really have like, e even some administrative level staff, just because they've never needed it, they don't really have a computer at home or they have one that right now, the husband, the wife, the two kids are needing to share to do school and work at home so yeah. it's it's a it's an issue i think so yeah. freeing up your staff just you know giving them the tools they need to do their job wherever which is more of a business type way to think i think yeah. but i think that would be a good thing just to give your staff flexibility to be out of the building more yeah i like that this triggers another yeah. question that you kind of talk about the flexibility and multiple people working at home with one computer. I've been following kind of what our libraries have been telling us and what I've seen on Twitter. And a lot mm -hmm. of libraries have been leaving their Wi-Fi on so people can pull into the parking lots and still have uh -huh. access to Wi-Fi because they don't at home. I'm just curious, what is, has your, li what yeah. has your library done to kind of help out, you know, for those type of individuals? Yeah, we, we, we are doing that kind of stuff. So we've awesome. always left ours on until about nine or 10 at night. Uh -huh. 
shut it off after that just because the people are hanging out <laughs> doing drug deals at 2 a.m. in the morning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They get in trouble for that and for trespassing, et cetera. But uh, we simplified the hours on it. So it turns on at maybe seven and turns off about 9.30 or something like that at night mm -hmm. every day. And then we've advertised that. We've promoted it. We've got signs in the parking lot too saying, yeah. park over here because this is where the best access is. Yeah. Um, so we've done that and we're getting usage there. We've had, I just reported to our board yesterday, mm -hmm. thank, um, 114 devices connected since April 6th. Wow. Uh, which is when we started pushing that out and uh -huh. uh, 740 some sessions. So, yeah. you know, I, I translate that loosely to maybe a hundred people or so have connected, which, which is a significant amount. Yeah. I think. Yeah. We're also, um, we just this, maybe this a week, week and a half ago, put some MiFi devices on some of our bookmobiles mm -hmm. and are just parking them in some low income areas in the city. We worked with our, one of our local high schools who said, um, well, school districts, who said these areas need Wi-Fi access because there's they have students there that don't have it. Uh -huh. And so we're trying to help them do school from home. And we just parked that out out there. We, we can't get good stats yet off of uh -huh. those. So I really don't know if people are using it or not. Hope so, but it's, it's a way to do it still, right? That, that is a really good idea. Our, yeah, and I think we just got signs on the door to the bookmobile because some people are going to walk up and say, oh, yay, I can check books out again, right? <laughs> and we're not letting them on. We're saying, yeah. stay in your car, you know, all yeah. that kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah. What's the, what's the range on, on those? Um, not really far, like 20, 30 feet. So you have to park fairly close. And yeah. it's going to depend on what kind of device you have and right. the weather and... Hey, but still for people no. that don't have access, even 30 minutes, right? yeah, it's something. 30 yeah. minutes they can get in and check email or update something, send something to their teacher, you know, whatever uh -huh. it is, they can do uh -huh. it. That's what we're hoping for. Yeah. So that's awesome. Yeah, I think the other problem in those really low income areas for people who might not have broadband or good connectivity, you know, the way we've advertised this mostly has been online. Yeah. So they might not have heard about it yet. Yeah. But still, it's something. Yeah. Um, okay, I'm going to move us in another direction here. Okay. I've seen you speak quite a few times at computers and libraries. And um, uh -huh. I always like love to hear what you have to say about like the future, you know, where we think we're, we're moving with libraries. So what do you think we're going to be discussing in 2030? 2030. <laughs> I'm jumping 10 years ahead. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, hopefully we are talking about easy to access e-content that's fairly affordable, <laughs> has that. good licensing models instead of all the different ones. Because I don't think that type of content's going away. It's just going to get easier to use, yep. you know? I mean, yeah. we... Right now, we have some people saying, yay, I'm reading ebooks right now, but I'd, I'd really rather not read ebooks. That's because it's not comfortable to them yet. So, right. as these things develop, you know, make it easier to deal with for one reason or another. Yeah. Hopefully, there's that kind of thing. I think we'll be making a lot more um, video content. 
just that seems to be where we're going and if you have a smartphone you have a fine video camera these days so you got no excuse for that yeah um, one other thing oh um i think we're going hopefully this is my library's goal anyway one of them is to be a much stronger community partner mm-hmm. um certainly having us out of the building more um on boards at the table helping make decisions but but even just like reporting the good news of your community yeah you know we're we're set up to do that because we're already a trusted neutral resource i guess Mm -hmm. you'd say whereas like our local newspapers not so much if they really even exist anymore right right so and and right now it's all covid19 stuff yeah so somebody needs to share the non-scary news of your community and that could be libraries i couldn't agree more um one last question for you what are you what are you currently doing to ward off cabin fever (laughs) (laughs) yeah okay well a quirky one so oddly enough i'm a musician i write songs once in a while and I just happened to come across, um, I, I've been in sort of a dry spell with that stuff because of cabin fever, but yeah. an audio company sent me a, we're doing a songwriting contest, send a goofy song about the pandemic, and I happened to come up with one. So I'm finishing that up and I'm going to send it on. So cool. there you go. I and On the other side of things, I'm helping my wife and, and kid with their garden outside. So Awesome. Uh, I just watched one of your videos where it was like you were testing a drone and, but you had like music in the background. Did you write that music or mix it? Um, I'm trying to remember. It looks like you were in your office maybe. Yeah, yeah, I was, I was, I think very possibly that was one of my songs just opened up garage band and made something. Yeah. Yeah. So awesome. Yeah. When, when possible, I like to use my music so it doesn't get a strike in YouTube. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Yeah. (laughs) Well, David, thank you for taking some time and uh, talking with us today. Yeah, no problem. This is fun. Yeah. All right. Stay safe. Take care of yourself. All right. You too. Thanks.